Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Paranormal Empath Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Dorian, and today I am joined by my co-producer, Kimberly Suda. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome. Um, so I guess I should tell you... <laughs> little, there's an ant. There's an ant crawling <laughs> on, on my notes. Continue. Don't pay attention to I that. I know, right? Hey, it's episode one. It's yeah, episode it's one. Episode, what do you expect? Well, yeah. We got ants crawling everywhere. Bear with us, people. <laughs> there's trains... Planes and automobiles. Planes, automobiles. And ghosts. And ghosts. And that's why we're here. And that's why you're here. To perhaps learn some new things or join us on some adventures with uh, some paranormal stuff. So what are we going to be doing? Well, um... What's the, what's, the, what's the show about, Andrew? Yeah, that would be nice for them to know, right? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. So the show is called The Paranormal Empath. And if you don't know what an empath is, um, Google it. Uh, <laughs> Google it. We're <laughs> no. not going to waste your time. <laughs> not going to waste your time. You. <laughs> well, basically, uh, it's just another word for somebody who's a little bit more sensitive than others, who has possible sensitivity to energies and um, perhaps. Uh, allegedly, you know, uh, paranormal or uh, energetic. I don't know how to say energetic. So like a traditional empath feels things. So we can feel, I'm also an empath, but different than Andrew, but we, we can feel energy. Um, you know, some people can see energy and, you know, there's all different senses, right? So Andrew actually feels ghosts. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that, and then also, like, we want to know a little bit more about your background. Sure, thank you. Yeah, she's a great producer. Keep me on track. Um, <laughs> it's but, my job. Yes, <laughs> I got too many ideas going around, but uh, yeah. So um, my name is Andrew again, and uh, I actually grew up in California uh, with my family, and we moved here during in high school in the early two thousands. Uh, my dad got a better job, and you know the the housing market was a lot better okay, and cheaper. Okay, fast forward. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> we, we, we moved over to Texas to join some family and, and um, you know, uh, fast forward, went to high school, finished high school, went to college here. They don't give a shit, do so they? So you, you went to film school. That's the first really relevant thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I went to film school. They can read my bio on the website. And that's how Andrew and I met, actually. But that's, again, a story for another day. That's true. America's Got Talent, baby. Well, that's not how we met, but that's one of the first one things of we worked on things, together. Yes. Projects, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I went to University of Texas, Austin, UT, Longhorns. Woo, hook them. Uh, and no, so, <laughs> and I got my uh, bachelor of science degree in communications, specialty in radio, television, film. And in college, we were able to play around with like a radio station and, and um, you know, cameras and do everything like that and kind of get a sense of what we liked. And so I totally forgot about this radio section. You know, we know we've done videos and we've worked on, you know, um, videos and films before but uh we decided to kind of now branch out into the radio aspect of it um and so we gotta we gotta tell you the story though we yeah. gotta we gotta get you guys to what should we tell them now yeah sure sure um well in a second yeah, yeah. we have we have a bullet point people we, we have a bullet point list We're trying to stick to yeah, it but yeah. this is the first episode 
So if we go off the rails a little bit, oh, yeah, yeah. that's to be expected. Um, but basically, yeah, so there is an event that we will tell that kind of sparked this idea for this podcast uh, and kind of set into motion. But, um, but basically, I've grown up all my life feeling a little bit, you know, a little bit different um, and kind of more sensitive than others uh, physically and mentally. And, you know, only recently where I kind of did more research into mm-hmm. what an empath was, I realized that that is kind of what... I feel that I am, um, mm-hmm. uh, especially with experiences that I didn't really tell people growing up about right. things that I've seen or heard or experienced until, you know, I, I did confront my parents about it, confronted my mom, said, hey, mom, is it weird? I, I saw this or this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she kind of confirmed, oh, yeah, well, I was like that, too. Right. But so I never told anybody. Family. And then she told me that my grandmother has a gift too. My grandmother sees premonitions mm-hmm. or has dreams and they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the firstborns of their family, you know? So it was kind of interesting to kind of learn. And my mom also has a lot of. Right. And your family's from where? Um, so my mom's side of the family's from Colombia. Right. And so it is, you know, you know, older, you know. I think they do have a lot of, don't they have a lot of superstitions? They do. They have right? a lot of superstitions. It's an older country. They've had a lot of, you know, civil wars and wars yeah. and stuff like that, a lot of battles. Um, uh, and then obviously before, you know, colonization, they had the the Mesoamerican mm-hmm. and or whatever, Indians and stuff. And so that's a whole other area we can research Oh, at yeah, some point. definitely. But basically, yeah, so... I grew up seeing things, hearing things, and uh, so I got real interested. And I've always been interested in, like, Dracula, Halloween, spooky stuff, haunted houses. Uh, In high school, I did a bunch of Halloween stuff. So I kind of wanted to take my love of film and radio and all that and kind of combine it with all this aspects of stuff that I like and things that are actually happening to me Mm -hmm. and kind of share with everyone and kind of mix everything together. And I just want to say, for the record, too, like, you know, I never believed... Can we cuss on this show? Sure. I never believed in this shit. <laughs> Not that... Okay, so I consider myself a very spiritual person, and I do believe in multi-dimensions, and, you know, I mean, I, I think there's so much more to who we are than what you can see in the physical world. However, it's like I've just been... I've never personally experienced anything of the paranormal sort until our Yorktown experience so for me I am even though I'm I tend to be an optimist from when it comes to ghosties (laughs) I I'm coming at it from a very skeptical angle which I think is really good so like all these uh, paranormal shows and all that I was always like you know they're just special effects or you know like it's not really real but we found out (laughs) y'all it's really real like they don't at least the show we worked on i mean it's everything that happened happened they didn't plant anything it wasn't pre-scripted you know i mean they had a, intentions you know and we had a, a site mm-hmm. but other than that there was really no telling what was going to happen so yes so yeah that was kind of a refreshing thing because you know we worked on reality shows before and there's a little bit of kind of behind the scenes things that you find out that are maybe not as what you see them on tv like there is more scripted stuff or mm-hmm. things that you're like, oh, that's kind of disappointing that they were told to say these things. Right. Um, and so we kind of got in kind of skeptical about, especially a paranormal show. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was, well, I was kind of a nervous, but like good nervous, kind of like I we didn't, didn't know ex- what to expect. I didn't expect 
anything real to happen. Yeah. I really, truly didn't. Mm -hmm. And then I left, like, I mean, after we left uh, Yorktown, like, I couldn't sleep for three days. Yeah. 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 It was scary. So (laughs) they probably want to know what that is. What happened? So um, this year, this summer, uh, beginning of summer, uh, me and Kimberly got uh, a production job on an up-and-coming TV show that we cannot tell you the name of it yet mm-hmm. because it's not been aired, but it will be on Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that information comes out, we will tell you about it. Um, but they basically, it's a pilot, or it was one of the pilot episodes for, yeah, the pilot. Um, for this new show. And they went to Yorktown, Texas, which is a very yeah. small town. But you have, if you haven't heard of Yorktown, we're not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's the definition of uh, really the, a one-horse town. A one-horse town, There's yeah. One, nothing there. One major road goes through it. One major road, and the I think it was a memorial hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Is situated right along their main street, mm-hmm. so you can't miss it. But um, yeah, I think it's Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Yorktown Memorial mm-hmm. Hospital. It's very well known. Um, very well known in the in the town, which is like what maybe five hundred people. Yeah, probably or less. Could be less. Yeah. Something like that, or maybe a thousand. But everybody who lived there, like I mean, drove by. People would stop and come and talk to us mm-hmm. and tell us their personal stories. So tell them. Let's let's tell them a little bit of the, the backstory. Yeah, so, so there's even a book about it, right? There's a book about it. I mean, the TV, there I mean, I'm sure other TV shows have there's gone. There's other yeah, there's other paranormal shows, popular ones that, that have, have gone to it. That have shot there, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, b- because we were, you know, we were just assistants working on the show. Um, we would sometimes be out there, um, you know, outside, you know, kind of guarding the production trailers and equipment, making sure that, you know, everything's there and nothing gets stolen. Uh, while the all the action happens inside, mm-hmm. but while we were out there, we did have, like she says, people coming up to us and telling us their personal stories, and we thought that was very fascinating because people. There's some interesting stories. Well, so backstory, but this goes back to the book. Oh, the backstory of the hotel. So, but, or the, I mean the hospital. The hospital, okay. yeah. So I mean, it was run by nuns, and I can't remember was it in the 50s or 60s. Yes. But it was built by nuns. It was run by nuns, and evidently there were a certain kind of nuns, though. Not to be not fair, but I mean, these nuns were supposedly really mean. <laughs> they were n- not nice nuns. Yes. And um, then there was rumors of a again. I don't know if this was a book, but. Someone had said there was like an evil doctor who did experiments on his patients, like Mm -hmm. dismembered them and burned their body parts in the incinerator, which is still in the basement. Mm -hmm. And there was blood splatters in the basement from a triple murder suicide. Yes. That was crazy. That happened over like some love affair between like, was it a patient, a doctor? And a nurse. Something like that. Or one of the nuns. Or in a, and like one of the, like the patient's like boyfriends or something. Yes, yeah, I can't like remember, but <clears throat> anyway, so like almost everyone has had some sort of experience there, and um, even the neighbor across the street from the hospital, she came over to talk to us, and she said that they hear crying there late at night. Mm, yes, and that was spooky. And then was it her grandmother and her aunt or something that had gone through the tour at the time? Yeah, they did a tour, um, just like a local tour, you know, every for Halloween or something. And they got really freaked out and, you know, heard and 
saw different things as well. But I remember, I think it was her grandma that said that something had grabbed her hand and like held onto her hand throughout oh, the entire tour. Yes, almost like a child yes, would grab an yes. adult's hand. Like just held it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then supposedly the nuns don't like men with tattoos if they're in their like quarters. And so like they'll get like harassed. You know, yes. there's like all sorts of things so, about that. Yeah, because they're very strict nuns and they're like, you can't have many men here, yeah, yeah. you know, very private and tattoos were and I mean, sinning it's, or sins. Yeah. <laughs> and regardless of if you believe or not believe in any of this kind of stuff, I know when we were setting up, we were setting up some uh, lights or something inside and I had to go in there once by myself when it was dark and you're about 10, 20 feet in that main hallway. And I mean, this place has been abandoned for so long. It really, it, it looks like an apocalypse or, you know, the Holocaust or so. it looks really, really bad. Oh, yeah. And you feel like you're getting sucked into this vortex. And I, I stopped and turned right around. It was very scary for mm-hmm. me, just the feeling, the energy, not to mention the environment. Oh, yes. It, it definitely looks like one of those um, horror video games that those yeah. kids play. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just all in dark. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, decrepit wheelchairs falling apart. Yeah. That one was freaky. It was so scary. We'll post pictures if we we'll can. We'll post pictures, yeah. If we can. Um, and we didn't even go down to the basement. Supposedly, the basement was even worse. Like, like uh, sewage pipes had busted. One of the producers almost got bit by a rattlesnake oh, the yes. first day. They had to get a handler to come out and kill it. Kill the rattlesnake. Uh-huh. It was crazy. Um, oh, yeah. And um, it just... Oh, there was like this doll room with all dolls. Oh, you weren't there. I don't think I saw you the doll room. You didn't see that. It was the second day. Heck when no. When we were wrapping up. Scary as hell. Oh. So I guess whoever... And was they there the they, they they kind of gathered all the dolls that were left mm. behind from patients and just put them in one room no bueno um so that was kind of creepy um but uh basically so then tell them what happened. So, so then... yeah we'll get to the scary part that you yeah. guys want to hear <laughs> they're like hurry up already. i know they're like no 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 um so basically the format is a show they have um these uh, paranormal investigators go out and you know try to see if they can catch evidence um, and they have a what you call maybe like a medium or psychic or somebody who's sensitive to help them out with them you know mm-hmm. they have you know they have an amazing psychic on the show and I don't know if we can mention her name yet but not yet um, she's fantastic and really truly talented and gifted and uh, which I was skeptical about that too before we were skeptical I'm... of course about everything at the beginning oh, but yeah. no she's legit and hopefully we'll have her on the show someday yes but um, yeah so they were they were shooting inside and Andrew and I were outside by ourselves and which is I think the first time we were by ourselves correct yeah with no one else out there because i mean it was a crew of like 30 people and so we're set up in the parking lot about what 20 or 30 feet from one of the 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 wings of the building yes so yeah so you go in the main hospital and there's like a oh you know right side and a left side and and um i would yeah i would say about 30 feet and there was a metal gate that we were set up right by right one of those correct it's a chain link fence chain link fence and we had some camera lights set up right by where we were, set up basically babysitting the equipment. You know, we had the crafty table there. And we're just sitting down chilling. I mean, it was like midnight. It was literally like the, the clock had just struck midnight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the lights went out, right? Uh, yeah. The there was a They set up a big spot kind of, um, kind of floodlight to kind of 
just one just to kind of um, give us some light out there mm-hmm. um, can, there's like a little area we can sit down um, and they had like a porta potty out there and stuff like that too um, but yeah uh, they had one floodlight and it was hooked up to a generator and the thing just goes boom and it just turns off and it was pitch black mind you it was oh. like a moonless night Pitch black, pitch black. Couldn't see anything. Cause the, I mean, this is a small town with this like really small road, so it's not like you're gonna have tons of city lights or building lights next to you. I mean, it's just dark out there. And then next, what happened? I don't know. Was that when I stood up? No, I started hearing stuff first. Cause I went to go take pictures. Like I was, I had this weird feeling. So I started getting my like little vibe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, Your little spidey sense. my little spidey sense started tingling and I was like, you know what, let me just for fun, you know, um, everybody was inside, you know, just take pictures just to see if I could capture anything. Um, I just as a test or just not so even. So is that when you got the and, ghost nun? Yes. Right that that's when I got the so before picture even everything of, happened. So they were there. They were there. Shit, I thought you got that afterwards. No, that was the first thing no I did. No way. Uh huh. Okay, then, that's news to me. Yeah, then I heard the bushes started like, right. like so. Um, so basically, this hospital has a lot of overgrown trees and bushes and weeds and stuff and branches. Uh, yeah. And the, the, you know, it's like it was it's, overgrown. It's overgrown, unattended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I started hearing twigs breaking. Uh, you know, first it was like grass, like somebody walking. But see, grass. here's the thing: is it didn't sound like an animal or a cat running, cause, you know, because we saw an, a cat earlier, but it didn't sound like something running through the grass. Yeah. It literally, to me, it sounded like someone breaking branches over their knee, like big, yeah. thick branches Correct. repeatedly. Correct. But see, now I, I'm the time frame or the order of things, I'm not sure of. But at one point, I stood up. I think before, maybe already the noise had started happening. Yes, and then I came to tell you. And then I stood up, and, and then I all of a sudden got dizzy. Like, mm-hmm. just this weird, just whoosh of dizziness. And then Andrew's like, no, because I think you were sitting down when I stood up. You, I was sitting down telling you what was oh, happening. Oh, okay. So I stood up, and then he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just got dizzy real quick. And then... Then you went to go do the circle. Oh, of then prayer. I did a little prayer, like to you know, kind of surround us with bright protective light. And this, we always argue about this. This is the fun part. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna put some bright white light around us. So I was imagining, visualizing a circle around both of us, you know, to protect us. And then Andrew's like, I don't want to be in the circle. And he stepped outside of my circle. Oh, no, I did He's not like, say I, that. You, you know, you did. And he goes. I want the ghost to come out here and pick me up and make me fly. I did I will not never say forget that. that. Yes, I you said did. It's not like they're going to no, I think grab he said my I hair want and pick them me to. up. He said he wanted them to. I did not to. say that. Pretty sure he said he wanted them to. I was joking and being sarcastic. <laughs> like she's like, "Don't step out of the white light," and I'm like, oh, "But man, he did step it's out." It's not people. like they're going to do this to me. Well, he stepped out, and you'll find out later why you never want to do that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was being a little. No, we were having fun, we were right? Having I mean, we didn't really think anything was going on yet. But then you're like, well, I'm going to go investigate more. Yeah. And then I moved out into the parking lot further. I'm like, hell no. And then you went closer. I went closer, took a couple more pictures, and then I started hearing even louder branch breaking. And I heard almost as if somebody was grabbing like wooden shutters or like boarded up wood that's like on windows and stuff and Mm -hmm. started like shaking it or scraping it. I remember you saying it sounds like someone's scraping against the brick. I think Uh it's stone, like the stone. The stone, yeah. It sounded like something, yeah, like scraping Scraping something or 
And then you saw an orb in the tree. Then I saw an orb in the tree. Yes, that's right. And it was one. Or well, we have to say light anomaly. Light anomaly. Whatever. That's the from our psychic friend. She she said it's called light anomaly. The proper terminology, which we're learning. But anyway, it was an orb-like light and I in the tree. Turned to Kimberly and said, "Hey, are there uh, fire fireflies around here, or or light bugs, whatever they're called?" Yeah, fireflies. Mm-hmm. Fireflies. Um, and she said, "No, I haven't seen any." And mm-hmm. that time of it wasn't really the time that no, they were out. No, it was middle out. of summer. Middle they don't of summer. Come out during... And so, but usually, I mean, I kept looking for another one because usually you'll see one and then like a, right. like like 30 seconds later, you might see another one. Yeah. I did not. I just saw a, a glow um, coming from the building, actually, going away from it. Wow. And then that's when, is that when I felt, Mm-mm. no? No, I think before, okay, so then, by then we were both like freaking out. Yes. Andrew. We were freaking out. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I mean, the we were both just got chills, mm-hmm. and it was just it's. I mean, even even telling you the story doesn't really Do capture because yeah. it was really more about a vibe mm-hmm. and the energy there. And I was I but was super scared. By then, we both were feeling like kind of just, lightheaded. It was bad, and like yeah. And so then that's when uh, it's like come to the rescue. One of the producers came out. And um, so we like ran to her, told her the whole story. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So she's like, we were actually doing a conjuring, I think of, if I remember correctly, of the evil spirit at that very moment in that very like that same line of sight right along that part of the building where we were hearing all of the noise or all the activity was happening was right outside where they were doing the conjuring, which is like right in line to where we were sitting. So it was all happening there. So then she went in to go get um, the team to get the team to come investigate outside. And then that was right about the time But that we were standing in the middle of the parking lot. But yeah. Andrew and I were only maybe, what, three feet away yeah. from each other. Mm-hmm. And so then what happened? Yeah. And so then, you know, Kimberly was, you know, feeling weak still. And, and um, you know, we were calming down from it. And then all of a sudden I started feeling a burning sensation. Like, in, like... It was almost like an instant sensation from my about knees down to my feet um, all at once, like my whole leg. Um, and it was kind of a weird, I felt burning, like 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 somebody was holding like a lighter to my, you know, my body or Just my legs. Leg or no, it was Just both legs. Both it was both legs. Um, and it was, I guess, at the same time. And so it was kind of weird. I remember until she said, hey, my, I feel a little burning. And then I sat down and I was like trying to look on my legs and see what is going on and it didn't go away for a little while i had to kind of and you did have welts but they weren't like ant bites right i thought they might have been ant bites because i was trying to you know i was trying to debunk it too like oh maybe it's just but we decided they didn't look like ant bites correct so i did you know we did take uh some pictures i kind of looked at it and uh, there was yeah bites on my ankles um uh but it was just to happen that fast but it was two it was just two two or three bites you wouldn't have felt that, and they were by your ankles. By you wouldn't my have ankles. felt that all the way up your knee to your knee. Correct. And so, um, when yeah. we did look up what the ant bite would be, it did not look like an ant bite uh, mm-hmm. or a spider or anything mm-hmm. like that. Because, you know, we were on kind of gravel, so there wasn't, we weren't in the grass or anything where it could have been a spider or a, uh, an insect or something. Mm-hmm. We were pretty much on like a, a gravel road or like dirt. But, um, it, you know, it, 
when I was researching what an ant bite or like a red ant or something, mm-hmm. when those bite you, you feel each bite. And of so course. I would have felt I've each individual before, bite. Yeah, exactly. But I felt just like a, like a, like just a whole, like my whole lower body, you know, just felt burning at the same mm-hmm. time. And it was really weird. I didn't feel a specific point of pain. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of weird. It's super weird. So, I mean, that was really the extent of our personal experience. Well, oh, right. Ahead. Well, they In brought the out the psychic. Lots. We told them what happened. Yeah. She went to go uh, with one of the producers to go into that back area where we heard the shaking mm-hmm. and, 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 and breaking of twigs but and stuff. But she did talk to something at that she point. She did speak to something that was yeah. back there. So she said she did confirm there was activity out in the yard. Yes. And um, but that was the, really the end of what we experienced, except we, for what we caught on camera. Correct. And so she basically kind of chalked it up to whatever they were doing inside. Uh, stirred was it ang- Stirred it up, was angering whatever... Um, entity was there and it was kind of bringing you know manifesting outside mm-hmm. uh as well um and i think affecting other spirits that were around there because we saw another saw on one of and it's not confirmed i mean we're still not sure if it's not a reflection right mm-hmm. but what looks to be another light anomaly coming from the building out into the parking lot and it's kind of a blue light which our friend said um you know she confirmed that it was something and mm-hmm. when i did some research blue light can indicate like positive like a positive spirit or yeah. an angel some people think angels mm-hmm. i don't necessarily like to call them angels because it has a religious connotation but it could be some kind of benevolent spirit yeah or maybe more mm-hmm. of a of a positive energy right exactly um so it looked like that energy was trying to flee because it was scared or didn't like what they were doing inside mm-hmm. their conjuring that's my that's theory. our theory um, because it. the light came from a dark point in the picture. It did not come from a light source. Mm-hmm. So um, when you, you see it coming out from the darkness and then if you have an eye, if you have iPhone, you have live photos that kind right, of take a few pictures before and after you take the actual photo. If you kind of press and hold it, it'll play like that little, almost like a GIF mm-hmm. or it's like a two second little mm-hmm. picture. And um, it, it looks intelligent the way it moves out of the uh, out of the trees or out of the mm-hmm. section of the building. Uh, it doesn't look like a mosquito or uh, you know a cricket or anything like that. Um, and so that was very interesting. So here's where it gets crazy. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this is like the the pinnacle of that whole experience. And um, so Andrew again, he, these are his photos. These are the the photos he took on his iPhone. And so he actually captured what I believe is a ghost nun. A ghost nun. A ghost nun. And so it's actually a profile of a woman. And her the way her, almost like her hair goes back, it looks like a habit, you know? And like the, the you know, the headdress that the, the nuns used to wear and are probably still wear, I guess, in a nunnery. But, um, and she just emanates this really, really mm-hmm. dark vibe. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I mean, I hate to say evil, but I mean, I know the people that I've shown it to, one of my friends who actually, another psychic, she's very, very sensitive too, and has t- tons of experiences. You haven't met her yet, but she, the second she looked at that photo, she got a headache, an oh. instant, massive, like migraine headache oh, from wow. that spirit. Yeah. You never told me that. Oh, wow. yeah. 
So um, I get that bad vibes from it. And I mean, I've sent it to some people to show them. And I even feel like I'm passing on like the ring. <laughs> <laughs> when I send people that photo, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, call me in seven days, please. <laughs> yeah, call me in seven days. It's super scary. So what's crazy, though, here's the crazy thing. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, tell them that part. <laughs> this is what. Excuse me. <laughs> now you're making me cough. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is the part, you guys, for for people that again use use iPhone or are have any knowledge of editing or film, like you'll really like photography. Like you know, this is what's really fascinating about this whole thing, is the uh, photo that was the set photo. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you go into editing on the live photo. And you can go through all of those keyframes. So the set photo that you can see when you're scrolling through the phone, then you can see her. And really, we capture or he captured her in the mist. It was almost like that noise from that same light we were talking about earlier that was set up by the fence. It's really just light noise, and you can see her almost like in mist in that. And hopefully, you can post that photo yeah. later. Mm -hmm. But um, but when you go into the editing mode, you see her. On the well, so she's on the set phone on the set photo. You go into editing mode, but then the second you move it and you start looking at all of the keyframes, if you start from keyframe one to whatever it is ten, um, going through each of those, she doesn't exist at that point. Even on the set keyframe mm -hmm. that she should exist on, the one that you originally saw her on, mm -hmm. she's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't see her on any one of those frames until you hit cancel and it goes back to the regular set keyframe. And then she's there. Yeah. Okay. And then what's even weirder? I mean, that shouldn't be that shouldn't even be possible from an yeah. editing standpoint. Yeah. One of those keyframes should be the exact keyframe. Yeah. That we see, yeah. but it's not. It's, it's almost, not even there. Yeah. It's like we captured a photo that that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, or we caught her between keyframes, but somehow it just shouldn't be even possible. And yeah. I would love to take this to like a tech a tech guy. Mm -hmm. And have them look at it and have them really find what key... Because, I mean, it's not on any, any of the keyframes. Yeah, on the individual it's ones. So, yeah, so bizarre. <clears throat> so I still can't wrap my mind around that. And then the other weird thing is when we started looking at all these keyframes, I think it's on the first keyframe, and it's even more noise because it's kind of going from the left to the right towards the light, and it's more black. But you actually um, can see I originally saw two faces in that, that um, frame. And like one of them looks, I mean, again, I hate to be religious, but it looks like a demon. Um, got like little horns and these really like evil little beady eyes and almost like one of those forked chins. Do you remember that? And then the other one looks like the scream, the famous painting, the scream. It looks like that. I saw that one. And yeah. I showed it to another friend of mine who also sensitive has seen ghosts in the past. And he goes, oh, look, he's like. You see those? There's more faces and more faces and more faces. There's almost like a dozen faces in that mm -hmm. photo, and they were all looking at Andrew. Yeah. And that was, you said, right before all the craziness happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got goosebumps right now. Yeah. I, I got, uh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> I know. It was, if you guys had been there, man, I mean, it was so creepy. And, yeah, and, I mean, just being there, you can feel something's wrong. You know, it, and I hate to, you know, even bef that place is definitely cursed now. You know, there was some bad things going on. I'm sure. Well, and, and, we forgot to mention. I mean, the reason why they shut it down was because there was an inordinate amount of deaths yes. in a short period of time, 
And what do they attribute that to? I mean, there was like, what did they say? At least 2,000 deaths Oh, there. yes, yes. In the eight years or so. It was only open like eight years. Yeah. 2,000 or more people died. So, yeah. And so the finally the city or the county was like, uh, what's going on here? Like, how come all these people dying? And they here? investigated them and shut them down. And when, then they also, but they also lost business by mm-hmm. when they built the uh, bigger hospital, you know, in the other town, mm-hmm. um, which was more credible and stuff. Well, so, so anyway, y'all got to check that out sometime. Hopefully, we'll go get well, some more materials. On and it. since we've done that, they have kind of fixed some of the plumbing problems, and now they do tours oh, okay. and stuff, and it's more safe, I believe. Um, and well, anyway, it, you know, quote <laughs> safe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, you know, they do do your town tours. I've seen Facebook posts, and yeah. I've had a couple friends who went independently mm-hmm. on their own to go do that. And um, they all, you know, even skeptics kind of felt like Ugh, something's kind of off. Well, so the cool thing is that's what's, what really sparked Andrew wanting to do this podcast was that experience. And, you know, we stayed up all night talking to the psychic lady mm-hmm. and... You know, I can't even remember at what point was it that night you were like, ooh, you know, I should do a show or we should do a yeah. show or mm-hmm. a TV show. We weren't sure, but at some point we, that's kind of what launched this whole thing. Well, yes, exactly. And what also kind of sparked my kind of um, interest again, because I've always kind of been slightly interested in all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first time I met her, she told me, um, because I asked her, I just asked her like a simple question. I said, uh, which I can get into later if we ever have her on. Yeah, of course. But basically, I asked her something about, you know, if we go in there, how do I protect myself from bringing anything back to the hotel? Because we have we had our own rooms, and I didn't like want to be alone in the room and bring I back was something. I freaking out. I didn't. I wanted to be smudged. Bad. Yeah, and so <laughs> she kind of told me right away, "Wow, you're you you have very strong energy." Uh, you're very very strong empath. It's in your family. Your mom has it. Your grandmother has it. It runs in your family, and you just have this interesting energy about you, and it's very strong. And that really threw me because I didn't tell her anything about myself. Mm-hmm. You just met her, and I just met her literally that moment, and she could already tell. Yeah. And so that's when I knew she was legit, <clears throat> and right. that and then that kind of interested me. Like you know what, I kind of am because you know. And then I thought about all the past experiences and intuition, and you can even call being empathetic or having being an empath you can also say that empaths have very strong intuition because they can feel that you know possibly well at least for me i could felt like i'm going to be in a bad situation i shouldn't do this right or i say you know it's your jiminy cricket it's your conscience you could have a strong conscience which doesn't always help when one of andrew's not long i don't remember how long ago that was on one of your shoots a ghost hit his camera out of his hand and broke his camera well I had no warning about that <laughs> one. Just kidding. Yes, we will discuss that. Yeah. So so the past few years, it's been getting a little stronger and stronger, my experiences. And um, I will talk about another time where I had uh, a really scary experience with a dark entity um, that really, I mean, I had to leave the city and I was I was in tears. Um, I and and, and, and that's that the first time I ever was scared of it because, I, I, you know, when you see things sometimes it's so quick and you're you kind of just second guess yourself right or you're kind of like wait okay that was weird or it's a shadow so you're like okay it's a shadow you know shadow people or you know you see something and somebody says no that wasn't there and then you just kind of like you realize later 
but when you're in the moment and you see something dark and, and you have this whole experience, that's kind of when it's scary. But anyways, um, we um, went to the graveyard recently because yeah. we were going to do this podcast. We want to kind of incorporate if whenever we can or possibly every episode um, uh, an investigation. So we'll try to film like a section where we go out and do something and try to capture either photos or video or EVP electronic voice phenomenon. There's so much activity here in San Antonio for those of you who already follow this kind of stuff. I mean, this city is ripe with uh, paranormal activity. And I mean, I have heard some really great stories. And so, and I know Andrew has too. So we're going to start really looking into some fun stuff and things you hopefully haven't heard of. We actually have a lead on, a super, super haunted freaking house in yeah. uh, the King William, kind of King William area. Downtown-ish, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. But um, basically, uh, we went and we filmed a little night vision with their camera. We went out and we were mostly doing like a test and mm-hmm. see, you know, if the camera's going to work, if our audio's going to work. So um, let's play the investigation part of this. Mm-hmm. And while we... Let the audience hear kind of what we did and and, and see. Um, then uh, you know we're going to be snacking on some uh, awesome spooky treats uh, that were provided to us by today's sponsor. Oh yeah! So today I brought with us some. Um, they're called serial killers. So there is a new. Well, they're not new. They're going to have a grand opening of a new location. Uh oh! I just <laughs> dropped them. She dropped one. <laughs> So, um, Serial Killer Suites will have their grand opening on Sunday, November 3rd from 11 to 2. It's going to be a super fun event, and you can come check these people out. They make the most amazing sweet treats, um, cereal treats. Um, she's actually It's actually going to be a bakery, so um, they'll have amazing brownies and cookies full of butter and chocolate. And um, she's so creative, uh, the owner. She makes all these fantastic, like for right now, we're, like I said, snacking on a, it's a unicorn swirl, spooky unicorn swirl, which is like a, kind of like a Fruity Pebbles, I do believe, um, with some fun little uh, designs. Yeah, designs. sprinkles, like little ghosty sprinkles on it. But I know um, November's coming up fast, so I think November she's going to be doing some uh, like caramel apple treats, mm-hmm. and they just have all sorts of fun stuff. So, Go check them out. Um, they're actually, I think, open now, but the grand opening is on November 3rd. So yeah. follow them on Facebook or go to their website. Cool. And um, they're going to be one of the only cereal bars, too, in town, I think. You know, one of the only ones. That's... So right now they're just doing that. Um, like a cereal bar is going to be more of a pop-up. Okay, okay. Like once, I think it's once a month um, for the third Saturday of every month is the goal to have an all-you-can-eat cereal bar, which is going to be so fun. And I mean, she's going to go all out on these amazing, fantastic, just oh, yeah. like bowls of deliciousness. So everything you can imagine. Very cool. All in a bowl. Awesome. Breakfast yeah. Wonderland. Oh, that sounds really good. So uh, we're going to snack on these spooky treats while you guys listen to our investigation real quick. Be right back. Thank you. Testing, testing, EVP session, take one. Um, I'm here with my co-producer, Kimberly Suda. I'm Andrew Dorian, the Paranormal Empath, and we are in the middle of the graveyard in downtown San Antonio. That's on Commerce Street. 
uh, and Montana Street. Um, we have some train noise, some cars, and crickets. So we're going to attempt an EVP session with the kind people in this graveyard and see what we come up with. First time ever doing this. I've never done this, so bear with us. And the moon is very beautiful tonight. It's big and bright, so hopefully we'll get some of that good energy. We have our crystals with us that we've charged on the full moon. And, you know, it couldn't hurt. Never hurts. Never hurts, you know, if you believe that or not. So how does this EVP work? Walk us through this. So an EVP is a car. <laughs> no, it's not a car. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. Uh, EVP stands for electric Electronic Voice Phenomenon. And that is basically um, that the theory, it's a theory that um, ghosts can use the energy of electronic waves or, you know, electronic devices to kind of manifest energy and, and communicate. communicate. Um, so that could be with a spirit box or a voice recorder or pictures, phone, whatever. Um, so, so are you already recording now? Yeah. That's what that is. Mm -hmm. So how can you tell if we get a? We can't tell now. So that's that's oh, one okay. thing. So 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 we're gonna be asking questions and then pausing for a little while. Okay. And then we'll go back into the editing and after we answer the questions, we can listen closely with headphones to see if anything has come up or if we could hear anything, hear a voice, hear a voice or some sort of um, thing that's other than the environmental stuff that we're hearing right now. Right. And a lot of times that's interpretive, like, so, you know, I mean, uh, I guess a lot of people listening or watching tonight, like, y'all have seen a lot of the paranormal shows, and so, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that sounds like you said I want to kill you, and sometimes it <laughs> doesn't, so, you know, I think a lot of it's up for interpretation, but we'll see what we find, right? Yeah, we'll see what happens, it's still fun, mm -hmm. so let's try it out. Alright, go for it. Okay, well, what should we ask first? We should ask kind of... We should introduce ourselves, possibly. Okay, so well, we're on. We're we're next to what's we're next to a Fertner family. Fertner is it? Is it a man or a woman? Uh, Louis J. Fertner. Okay. So repeat that. So we are next to uh, the Louis J. Fertner uh, he grave. Was born in 1850, and he died. Born 1850, died in 1897, so he is from the previous century, so he's not even yeah. 1900s. That's crazy. And so one of the things that's interesting, too, is, you know, like Andrew said earlier, is like we're really close to downtown, and, um, you know, that was where a lot of, you know, of course, the Alamo's downtown, a lot of the original settlements were right here. So I'm guessing this is probably one of, if not the first cemetery in San Antonio. It's really huge. We're just in one section of it. And so, yeah, these people were, you know, pioneers. They established this this town. Very much so. So, um, hello, if anybody's out there, if Mr. Fertner can hear us or anybody around. Um, my name's Andrew Dorian, and I have my friend Kimberly here with us. And we are, we come in peace. We come in peace. <laughs> we we, we want to hear whatever you have to tell us. So yeah. Questions. Yeah. So I am an empath and uh, my, my energy is pretty strong. So feel free to, you know, use 
whatever energy you can find, whether it's through this device or my body or whatever. I think we should walk around. And we can walk around. Let's just walk around right now and see if we. Yeah, let's walk around and see if we get anything. See yeah. If you feel anything? See if so I, I think one thing you should tell people is like, what actually is an empath, and how does that work for you, Andrew? Yeah, we can do that or wait for the intro. We'll come back. <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah, we're while we're walking. Well, you want to be asking questions, I guess, the ghosties. Yeah, so we'll discuss the empath in in the, in the other section in the podcast. Yeah, but um, yeah. So we welcome anybody who's here, uh, whether it's the Furtner family or surrounding people, to communicate with us uh, through this device that I hold in my hand. Um, use its energy to communicate anything you would like to say. Uh, we're here to. Um, you know, if you have anything you would like to communicate or say, you know, whether it's positive. So let's ask who who is here with us right now. Are there any spirits? <gasps> no, there's a police. He's <laughs> looking for baddies. Andrew scared me. We saw a police car, but I thought it was a ghost. <laughs> I think he's. Looking, looking for us. It's fine. Oh well, we're not doing anything. Uh-uh. Or maybe okay. they called the cops on us. I don't think they did. The dog is barking. Let's go over here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. If anybody's here with us, what's your name? Can you tell us your name? Or say my name. What's my name? anybody here that has suffered that has not been able to return back to the light and what why are you still here is there anyone that might need help or is looking for something we need to do like yes or no questions though mm-hmm. or well, more they, specific they say, but they say anything okay they don't answer just yes or no I know but has anybody been killed tragically and you can also tell them I think as we're walking tell them what we're seeing a little bit oh yeah so we are walking back a little bit towards my car just in case there was a house back there we don't want to disturb anybody so we're trying to be as respectful as we can uh, which is important I think if you go out and do these things to be as respectful as you can to the properties and the people around you um, it's actually really beautiful out here I mean it doesn't feel scary really it's more peaceful yes that's one thing that we can tell people that this graveyard's not out in the middle of the woods or anything I mean it's really peaceful and I get a good energy from it. I don't feel bad. Yeah, so you're feeling pretty good? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. So is there anybody here that that was here when the Alamo like during the, the big battle of the Alamo? Is there anybody in this graveyard that was here during that time? Yes. What's your view on Mexicans and Texans? What, what do you think about immigration and Trump's wall? 
Okay, let him answer. Are there any like old prostitutes? So one thing that's really interesting is, I think San Antonio have one of the. Didn't they have like the one of the last running prostitute like prostitute houses, whorehouses, mm -hmm. I think, in maybe think in America so. or Texas? I'm not sure. I'd have to do my research again on that. But um, mm -hmm. I know one of the last, actually the last brothel that was open in San Antonio, it's right down in King William. Again, one of the original um, neighborhoods and. It's actually a really beautiful home, so I always wonder, like, where are all the old d dead prostitutes? <laughs> if there are any dead prostitutes out here, how much? And do you guys still prostitute in heaven? <laughs> yeah, is there sex after death? That is a great question. We all want to know, is there sex after death? That's an interesting topic for another time. <laughs> okay, let's wait, though, see if someone answers. That's true, question okay. Tonight, all right. Is there sex in the afterlife? Go. If you hear the squeaking of a bed, we know the answer. San Antonio is also a very big military town, so if anybody's been a soldier or in the military and you were killed in action, thank you for your service and um, what happened? How'd you, how'd you get got? So now we're on the we're on the corner of Commerce and is that still Montana? What is that? No. Uh, well, this is Montana Street. This would be on the corner of yeah. Commerce and Montana. This one looks pretty old. You see a date? Um, I don't know. Let's see. This one that we're looking at looks like an kind of um, has a little bit of a, like an obelisk type rectangle shape, uh, but it looks very, very rusted and old. I can see a date. So we're gonna look to see if we could find a date on it. Okay, there's writing on this side, but it's very weathered. Um, I see September 13th, 1844. Well, this is from 1891 to 1988. They lived almost 100 years. Wow, very nice. This is uh, Adele, right? Adele. Adele. Let's ask for Adele. Adele, come talk to us. Well, Adele, pause for the bus that's behind us. <laughs> One moment. I'm assuming this is a family because there's multiple, there's multiple graves on this one plot. So, and I guess the most pertinent question really is Adele, do you sing? Adele. <laughs> 
Tell us about yourself, Adele. Are you still here? How did you die, Adele? There's this plot with the three in a row. It's like interesting. Mother, father, and. I wonder if it's. Child. Let's see. 1832. 1830s. Yeah. Wow. That's almost 200 years old. Yeah, almost 200. Yeah, it looks like a man, a, uh, a female, and another. Mary. Looks like a man, wife, and their child. I th I'm guessing. This, but it's very in it's endearing though to see, you know, it's still they're still kept up really nice. Wow, this one died age 22. Oh. 8th, 1889. 1889, 22. Was that the? Maddie. When was that? Wasn't. When was the Civil War? Good question. We'll have to draw <laughs> Maybe he was a soldier. If he died that young. Or could have died of disease. This one was 1845. This is Mary, so I'm guessing it's a... Charles' wife. Charles and his wife, and then their daughter died really young. Oh, it's a daughter. Maddie. Maddie. So I wonder if Maddie's here, because, I mean, she died really young. Maddie. Yeah. Tell us what happened. Mary or Charles, your daughter Maddie died at a younger age. Can you tell us what happened? I also want to know what it was like in San Antonio in, you know, 1832. I need to look, we need to look up when it was established. It was not that long before this, I think. Yeah, exactly. These people were literally the founders of San Antonio. Mm hmm That's really cool. Very nice. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, guys. Rest in peace. Alright, I think we're good for now. Yeah. Um, you know, this was more or less a test, but if we pick up something, that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always an experiment. So this is the first time we've we're doing this. Yeah. Does this one give you vibes? Not really, but it just looks interesting because it's so. We're gonna have to. We might have to come back in the daytime and kind of check out these people. Yeah, for real. Um, I've always been interested in people's stories, so or like the time periods. So we could look up what was happening in that time. I love historic stories. Mm -hmm. I love historic stories way more than like, you know, when you, when you're taking history in high school, I thought it was so boring because you're learning all about the dates of battles and colonels and shit. Sorry, pardon my French, please. But, um, you know, there's so many wonderful stories of history of the people and what they went through. Just your average, average Joe and Jane. Yep. Yep. Oh, here's right. <laughs> That's my grandmother's last name. Grandfather.
That's funny. 1874. Oh, a Maverick. Okay, so Maverick is a very well-known name name in San Antonio. They're, they are one of the establishing um, founding families. Oh. Actually, there's still property that they own down here, and they just recently opened up Maverick Whiskey. So we now have uh, the first downtown distillery. Yeah, it's like very right nice. Downtown. And they used to own the land where so where the St. Anthony is, the St. Anthony Hotel. Yeah. So right over the, right across from it is Travis Park. That used to be their orchard. Interesting. Yeah, the whole family owned that orchard. So he was actually the last man alive at the Battle of the Alamo. Ooh, Mr. Maverick. Yeah, oh. Mr. Maverick. Okay. Yeah, cool. and so back in the day what's really fascinating is they used to trade whiskey, like money. And so almost everyone had their own whiskey recipe. And the great-great-great-grandson, I think something along those lines, he dug up this old whiskey recipe of his, his ancestor, and now they're making it again. That is amazing. Cool, right? That's cool. I like that. One little side note. They used to put even gunpowder in whiskey back in the day. don't think they oh. still do that, though. <laughs> yeah. That'd be all over Twitter. So, yeah, I'd love to know Maverick while we're here. Is there... Are you the ancestor of the original family, the Maverick family? You might have to say it again. I was okay. Maverick. So we're talking to the Maverick family. Is are you part of the original founding Maverick family? Are you related to them? Tell us. Tell us what you did. What did you do during your lifetime, your job? Car. It's interesting because the, the top of the headstone says right, but then underneath we have Father Louis Aldro. He was born in 1874. They don't give a death date for him. We have Mother Ellen Maverick. So she must have been from oh, the family. Oh, you know what? Ma Maverick was probably her middle name. No? Maybe mm. not. No? Or they just didn't take the right name because maybe rights. Well. I don't know. Or yeah, that was her, maybe her origin or what do you call it? Her main name. Yeah. And then Wright is the family name. Yeah, he has no 1874. He can't possibly be alive. See, and the daughter was Ellen Wright Garner. Interesting. Huh. And she didn't live that long. She was actually, wait, hold on. No, she lived 36 years. Still pretty young. Yeah, you know, you didn't live that long that in those days. Most people died by the time they were 40. <laughs> No AC, we understand why in Texas. <laughs> yeah. But that is very... Sh I've never seen that where there's the blank date of somebody yeah. who's that far back, you know? So Ellen Maverick, definitely... Ellen, are you here? And are you from the original family? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, we'll do a wrap-up. Um, well, um, yeah, thank you for joining us um, on this section. I think we'll do a wrap-up yeah, back at the home base. Okay, 
but but we could do we're gonna be heading out go back to home base uh, check out the findings and um, or not and uh, we'll catch you back over there um, thank you for joining us on this EVP session Ghosts were out. <laughs> right. I think that is it for our session here at the graveyard. Um, we could possibly come back and, you know, check out another section of the park. Or park. Of the... The death park. The death park, yes. Um, we'll come back and check out another section. Uh, perhaps get some more photos in the daylight. Um, but, yeah, that's it for now. Um, it was perfect weather. And... We will see you guys back at home base to discuss further. Hey, okay, so we are back from that investigation uh, at the graveyard at Commerce Street uh, Cemetery. Mm -hmm. That was kind of, that was fun actually. It was very peaceful, yeah, very relaxing. A lot of fun. It was actually not scary. <laughs> yeah. Not every experience is scary, and that's fine with me. Exactly. So yeah, you're not going to get every time. You're not going to get something mm -hmm. that's insane or spooky or crazy right um and that's that's kind of what we what happened we we didn't get any crazy vibes i didn't really get any negative vibes actually we actually felt very at peace yeah and one thing we talked about is just you know maybe part of it is like andrew brought up you know i mean these some of these graves are almost 200 years old and so you know maybe their spirits have passed on and then i brought up well also you know this isn't where they died which is you know what you hear a lot of times is people get stuck where they died where they have an emotional connection not necessarily where they're buried so you know who knows i mean this is part of what we're you know exploring and learning and mm -hmm. um i was saying for me too what's really interesting is the exploration well. of you know just what's what's out there what's on the other side what what is beyond the physical realm you know, is it another dimension? Is it a parallel world? Mm -hmm. You know, science is just on the verge of really answering some of these questions or beginning to really dig into these questions. And, you know, but science isn't up to par yet. But yeah. um, that's what we're kind of having fun figuring out on our own. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, we're on this journey together, and that's why I hope you can join us and keep listening and, and, and um, you know, figuring out stuff as we go along. And yeah. look, if... if we didn't hear anything, but you might have heard something. Just let us know in the comments or something. Um, you know, you guys are welcome. I'm going to encourage our mm -hmm. followers or listeners to comment, yeah, interact with, with us. us. Mm -hmm. You know, say, hey, look, this would be a good idea. If you guys have any tips, obviously, mm -hmm. we're still learning. If you guys have any, uh, you know, tips, reminders, or, you know, any expertise, yeah. we'd be glad to uh, collaborate or or talk about it exactly and um yeah so we were just testing stuff around and and we had a good time anyways so you know i think all that's all good but what's um, next what's next okay well this might be interesting so uh after testing some equipment i ended up going and getting an official digital recorder that has been uh reviewed by other mm -hmm. paranormal investigators as being better they're getting better results for good. their evp it kind of picks up more sensitive kind of picks up more uh noises than than maybe what my little lavalier mic was doing so we're gonna go test this one out tonight right yeah we're gonna go test this out uh, at a place that we do get some creepy vibes from really creepy vibes yeah i was saying this is this was actually not on 
par with the uh, Yorktown Hospital. This actually, I got spookier vibes from this place than Yorktown, which is saying Whoa. something. Yeah. Like I'm a little, I'm a little nervous even getting ready to go back out there because now, and we'll tell you more about it later. But I mean, it's like literally a place I walked have walked by like hundreds and hundreds of times because I live in Southtown and this is near over near the river walk and in the you know King William area and so I didn't even know it was here we'll tell you more about how we discovered it it's not easy to find you can't even find it on Google so I'm really excited to find out if we can pick up anything awesome cool so yeah stay tuned for that uh, and uh Thank you guys so much for listening. If you've gotten this far, thank you to our sponsors, Serial Treat, uh, Serial Killer, Killer Sweets, Sweets. and <laughs> Homegrown Chef, which is a culinary series here in town mm-hmm. produced by Kimberly. Yes, it's another one of my projects. We uh, love to inspire you to cook, eat, and explore San Antonio's awesome food scene with our host chef, uh, Edward Villarreal. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. So we'll put the links uh, for those sponsors uh, somewhere in our description or, or social okay. media. So we'll tag them in there and be sure to check them out. They were so kind to, uh, you know, encourage and sponsor this first episode. So uh, thank you guys again, and we'll see you on the next adventure. See you on the flip side. (laughs) Have a good night.